Okay, we are here. Please forgive the 3D printing noises in the background. I started to print uh, 7 hours, 32 minutes, and 30 seconds ago, and I did not expect it to still be going. I expected yeah. it would be like a 4-hour print. So hopefully it finished up before the main show. And what are you printing? Do you have a water glass? Uh, you have one. I forgot to bring it in, so let me... Is it right by you? Oh, no, I guess that is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoarding all the water glasses. Uh, well, happy birthday, Greg. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what am I printing? I'm printing like a solder spool holder. You know, like it, it'll hold this thing better than how I have it stuck on the helping hands there. And uh -huh. I just, you know, thought I'd print a tool. That's what it's for. And, and didn't consider it would take all day and run into the show. There's been a lot of show days where I haven't started to print, you know, after lunchtime. Well, to be fair, but, I, I canceled yesterday. Yeah. I was doing... Um, uh, basically, a disconnect myself from everything day. Everything. I mean, just. I played games and stuff, so not mm -hmm. like the electricity, but from all sorts. Right. You weren't meditating. No, yeah. But just, yeah, just disconnected myself, so I just figured it would. It was. Just wasn't in the mood to go to the show. That's fine. No problem. Uh, and then today I have a huge back issue. So. <laughs> yeah, my, that, that's back karma paying you back. Yeah. Take a day off. Fuck you. Um. So this weekend, Allie had uh, the like this the um, soccer soccer tournament. Yeah, plum kickoff season kickoff tournament. Uh, they lost all three of their games. Oh. They played well, but our, we had we had higher hopes going into the game that uh, we would do pretty good this year, and uh, we didn't. But you know, life's full of disappointments. She's not too torn up about one it. thing. I'm sure was not disappointing. The solar eclipse. Oh my god, yeah. Greg. <laughs> well, you saw my reaction. Yeah, yeah, I did. It, it didn't bring me to tears, but uh, it was pretty close. I mean, it was... It was... It was awesome. It was fantastic. It filled me with joy. It, it was beautiful. I mean, the best picture you've ever seen of the eclipse just doesn't, yeah. doesn't capture... I, I felt that way about... The Grand Canyon when I was mm -hmm. there. I yeah. mean, yeah, you can't capture that on a yeah. picture. It, it's mm -hmm. it's too too much. Uh, so I understand. Uh, wish I could have made it, but there will be another one in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean, got super. Uh, you know, it's part of the reason I was so joyous was that the plan came together. You know, it was Hannibal from uh -huh. from the A team. I love it when a plan comes together right. because I mean. The, you know, a year ago, I had to pick part of the country that I was going to watch the eclipse in, and I didn't have the budget to go to the best odds in the country, which was Eastern Oregon right. and Idaho, Southern Idaho. So I picked Western Kentucky, northern, Northwest Tennessee, somewhere around there. And we got the hotel in Bowling Green a little over a year ago. Found a hotel that was, you know, normal price, no minimum stay. It was about 45 minutes from the center line of the eclipse down an interstate and so every day in august every day in august at 1 30 or 2 30 local time here mm -hmm. i was checking the cloud cover in cross plains tennessee yeah, that's true i remember you were like the few the few days before you were showing me like this is a weak projection beforehand i was like i i, I would never trust a weak right. projection of the well world. no but no here's what I, I wasn't i wasn't watching the forecast to panic since August 1st, I was watching the regional cloud cover mm. to, to war game. If today was the day, what would I do? Would I stay? Would I go? Where oh, would I, I go? 
you know, trying to see if there was patterns in where I would go. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, the month of August was doing any more, you know, the weather patterns might not be the same. Doing any less, I might not see a pattern. I don't know if I really saw a pattern anyway. I didn't have to move. But like what the Monday or it was two Mondays before the eclipse, it was a complete washout in like all of Tennessee. Like to get to see the eclipse, it was a five hour sprint to St. Louis was like what you would have had to have done. Or or not seen it, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't have to make any decisions like that. Uh, Dave tried to catch it out in Kansas, north of um, Lawrence, near he didn't go all the way up to Saint Joseph, which is on the center line. They were completely clouded in. He didn't get to see it. They would still you would still get the effect of it gets dark, but it, it when it when it's completely overcast and you can't even see where the sun is, I the the getting dark for two and a half minutes isn't I mean, I haven't experienced it, but Dave didn't seem too excited about it. <laughs> um, we got you know eighty percent here in Pittsburgh, and, and uh... well, that's the other thing. But like ninety-seven percent is no experience compared to a hundred percent. You know, it's just a tiny little sliver is a tiny little sliver, and it's cool, but it's not that. Oh, it's it, it's uh, yeah, one percent is enough to light up yeah. the area, and, and you saw that in, in the video you, yeah. you you uploaded, which is mm-hmm. you know you can see that. Once totality ends, it gets bright real quick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I mean, you you could definitely tell there was something going on, even if you weren't looking at the sun, because it, it got colder, it got windier, um, and it looked kind of like a storm was coming. You, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like there were storm yeah. clouds blocking the sun. Was the light like a like a different color or different in, like hue? Did it seem like a uh, weird it seemed, cast? Maybe it seemed a little like I guess it was probably polarized in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that, like, you know, especially in the later moments. And I don't know whether it was the 86% like you guys had or whether it was much deeper into mm-hmm. it. But the light got kind of weird. And I really can't describe how weird. It's not like it changed hue. It, but it changed. It, I mean, changing the intensity. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's white light coming through. So it's a bunch of different colors. Mm-hmm. And so you're blocking a lot of the intensity. And, and you figured that especially when you do when you have some planar thing blocking the sun is going to reflect it. Or, or the sun's going to come through, it's going to be polarized, like what happens with the mm-hmm. way of polarized yeah. glasses and, uh, when you drive. But I don't know how necessarily that plays out. Now, again, I didn't also know whether it was a psychological thing. Right. That it was, you know, I'm seeing the light effect. But the fact that when I went back up to our office and I looked around, it looked like there was a storm coming. It clearly it made it clear that, yeah, there's something going on with the light. When we were... So at dawn, the sky was perfectly clear. And I knew clouds would build throughout the morning. And they did. We got to see most of the run-up to the eclipse. There was only a few minutes here and there where it was obscured by isolated clouds. Mm-hmm. And then it's getting to be totality time. And you're like, okay, now one cloud could ruin your day. And right at totality, there was about three clouds a couple degrees off of the sun. And I'm like, no, don't. They disappeared. And... I think the umbra, the drop in temperature, changed the dew point. Mm. All the, the the shadow came from the same way the weather was coming from. Uh. And when it, the sun was running into us, the weather, the skies cleared out. And the big poofy clouds that we had before the eclipse, they were gone for about an hour before they came back. So I think that the umbra re- cleared the weather that was coming into us for the eclipse. Interesting. 
Interesting. I don't have any real good science on that. Other than there's a significant drop in temperature, yeah. I could see where that would change the dew point and cause clouds to dissipate. It was no the drop in temperature was definitely noticeable, mm-hmm. and and the wind picking up that kind of thing. Yeah, the um, the crickets and the birds started right on cue. If you listen real close, you can hear a bird song. Like after I say it, you can if you listen, you can hear a bird song. And but thank you for suggesting doing the reaction video. I mean, as soon as you told me, I'm like, I am doing that yeah. because that will be the best keepsake. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That, Better that than... Was, yeah, I could see a video of the eclipse from anywhere and it would look pretty And my video would be a crappy version of the video, right? I mean, it would have been taken from, at best, a camcorder with a digital, you know, with a optical zoom. But um, actually, James Spencer from Basic Brewing, he videotaped it and his videos actually... He won. videotaped it? He, he videotaped the eclipse. On videotape. Well, on a digital video Okay, recorder. so he... On a camcorder. He video A handheld corner. You know, like, not on his phone, though. On a quality oh, video okay. recorder. Okay, so it, it is lens. an actual videotape. All right. Well, it, it probably recorded the flash, I would think, but... Oh, okay, then, yeah. It's not videotape. But it's not your phone. Yes. And... It's one of the better videos I've actually seen. So, uh, again, it's, it doesn't capture the real experience, but it's worth watching. Um, the lady that watched the eclipse near us, uh, there's two people. I didn't get, I didn't think to ask for photos from the one person. She, they had manual cameras. They, they had a big chart and they were doing different f-stops and stuff. And hopefully they didn't miss the eclipse, but they did catch some great photos. I got this one lady got a perfect shot of the diamond ring. It just, the shot just captured the moment as much as it can and uh i can show you i can show you one of the shots the best shot that um my new friend ophelia from chicago uh caught if i can find the right button i think i downloaded it to my camera roll no i did not damn it well, I will pull it up here as I'm talking. But uh, really good shot. You can see some pink solar prominences on the right-hand side of the sun, which you know wasn't something I'd expect mm-hmm. to pick up. Uh, one thing that in real life is different from almost all the photos you've seen is because of the way the cameras do their exposure and stuff, the corona doesn't look all that big. Mm. And you see it in real life. The corona is at least three widths of the sun like in this big wispy thing it was almost like an eye like an uh, like you know like an almond eye shape wow. you know so it seemed to be wider than it was tall and it was at least three widths of the sun wide you can huh. see it and it looked like haze or fog or a ghost you know that kind of wispiness to it so that was different from all the photos i've practically ever seen about it um Everything worked perfectly. Like I said, you know. Oh, I was... Okay, so... This is a good good part of the story. The night before, went to bed at 9.30. Planned on getting up around... I was done. I thought heard. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Planned on getting up around 5, quarter to 5 or something like that. Went to bed at 9.30. The first time I woke up to check the clock to see what time it was, it was 11.30. <laughs> I was like a kid at you Christmas. Were answer, yeah. I was like a kid at Christmas. I could not sleep. I woke, checked the clock six, seven times. It just, uh, so I finally got up at four and I wanted to check traffic, check the weather, you know, all that stuff. And I found some guy here. You can see the prominent, the, the, the kind of like the pink oh, prominences. Yeah. I think I might have a bigger picture. Um, 
check the weather. And then I found this guy who had done a um, an estimation on traffic. And the road that I was taking, 65 between Bowling Green and Nashville, was the road that he had as the busiest in the entire country. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, time to get up. Let's go. So we probably left the hotel around 4.20 or so. We're driving down 65, and right before the Tennessee line in Kentucky, there's two rest stops, north and south. They're both overflowing with people <sighs> at, before, at 5 o'clock or before 5 o'clock in the morning. And my heart sank a little bit because if the crappy rest stops are overflowing, then this cool community park where I plan on going in this small town is probably already booked up solid or something. We keep on going. We get to the park at 520, and they have like signs up for like parking $10. But no one really was charging for No one was there for parking. I don't know if anyone ever came for parking. It might have been a scare tactic to keep some, you know, the less dedicated away. So we got there. The park wasn't didn't open till dawn. Dawn wasn't for another 30 minutes or so, but we pulled in anyway. We were on one of the first 10 cars there. I was expecting 10,000 people at this park, because 10,000 mm-hmm. people could fit at this park. With that Parking would have been a real nightmare, but there was only probably 400 people at the park. It was chill and calm and cool. Everyone was awesome. You know, it, it could not have gone better. Awesome. The eclipse could not... I mean, maybe I could have slept more the night before. And it, it could have been a little bit cooler. It was like 102 real feel all morning. So it was hot. And um, so it could have been cooler, but it could not have gone better. And as you can tell, I'm giddy about it still. It just was... Yeah. It was, you know... I first learned about this eclipse like 20 years ago. And I marked it down mentally like, I am doing this. And I made serious plans a year and a half ago. And just that it all happened. It's just... I'm so psyched. Congratulations. You did it. Mm-hmm. You experienced yeah. totality. Less than one in a thousand people have seen totality. So. I have it. So there it is. One in, one in two people. <laughs> um, Friday night, the last time we did a show with Nick, when Nick was here, mm-hmm. um, after the show, went up to... Uh, the Milestone, which is this this awful bar we talked about before, but uh, that's one that has the good beer, though, right? Yeah, good, good beer, you know, shitty place with good beer. Um, and Nick and I were having a good time on the way back. We were like pulling up some songs and singing them on top top of our lungs, the kind of shit that you, you know, mm-hmm. it's just fun to do. So as I'm parking, I uh, part. It's on. I don't know. Uh, one of the, it's, it's a well-trotted avenue, but it's was not exactly crowded. So I, I just made a simple turn. I made a three-point turn to go around, and some guy was coming, and I didn't get anywhere close to him, but he still slammed on his brakes, and he was like, Arr! yelling at me or something. And I was, and Nick was like, that guy's mad at you. I said, who cares? Who the fuck cares? And just went to park. Mm-hmm. Nick says he's turning around. So he's turning around and coming back to bitch at me. And so what happens is, in my mind, I go through this scenario, and I think about what can I do in this situation. If I were just to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, then he gets to drive away thinking he's all happy with himself. I, I told that guy off, and I didn't want that. If I escalate the situation, be like, fuck you, or something like that, or get all tough with him, then you know, it could, who knows what it could lead to. But there is a fourth option. What was the third option? Uh, the third option was, like, well, th- I could escalate in one of two ways. I could escalate by being, like, t- a tough guy, or I could escalate by being, like, fuck you, like, eh, hey, what are you going to do that? Huh? Huh? I guess those are the same sort mm-hmm. of kind of escalation. But, um, 
I, I took it from a Louis C.K. bit. I always kind of wanted to do this. <laughs> but uh, the guy dr- comes up, drives up, pulls down his window, says, What are you doing, man? And so I just say, You stole my jacket. <laughs> what? You stole my jacket. What are you talking about? I saw you steal it. I saw you steal my jacket. <laughs> and this goes on for like about 20, 30 seconds of me just being like, <laughs> Jacket with with the patches and the pockets. I saw you stole it. He's like, What the fuck? And then I just, you know, as as clearly winding, I'm like, Yeah. And I, you took my rocket to Mars. And he just says, You're fucking crazy, man. And drives off. <laughs> and then that's why I said, That's how you deal with that. And Nick just cracked up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm going to go piss someone off just so I can do that. (laughs) It was one of the things that when I heard the bit, I always wanted to do it, like to see if it actually worked. It sounded like it would actually work. And yet, sure enough, it actually works. You just have to be committed to it. Just keep him off balance, right? Don't let let him get his balance back. Right, yeah. Is what you're doing. Just, yeah, because... Now he's like, what the the fuck is this guy? What, What did I get myself into? Now, how do you counter the "you stole my jacket"? Right? How do you be? How do you yes and that guy? Oh, boy. boy, I don't know. I mean, he, he was in a mindset that wasn't conducive to improv. So, <laughs> find your zen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that's that story. I promise to tell that story on Twitter. Um, but I promise to tell it too. I think it was Mark. Okay. He wished you a uh, happy birthday on Facebook yesterday, so... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, don't check. <laughs> if you look at your wall on Facebook, it's just a couple happy birthday wishes every year, and it just goes back for years and years. <laughs> yeah, nice? You had one this year, two last year. I think Joanna wished you a happy birthday in 2015. <laughs> I tell him I don't look at Facebook. Like, literally. I never look at it. I, I have sworn off it. So, I mean, as much as that, I'm, it is very nice that they do that, but mm-hmm. it would it would violate like some kind of weird principle I have. No good reason for it, but I just mm-hmm. it would violate it to to go in there and be like, yeah, yeah, thanks. But every year you're good for a couple wishes. Well, that's because you know it. It's not like people know, right? They log in. Oh, it's Greg Weiss's birthday. Right, right, yeah. I remember the first year I was on Facebook, or the first year they did the birthday thing. It was flattering, you know, getting thirty or forty birthday wishes. But that's the point. That, that, that's then, how Facebook. Then you realize the, you know, it's not that much sincerity. That's it's... how Facebook draws you in with with, mm-hmm. with the feeling that there's so many people who are listening to me, and then you start to realize that they're just being, they're not listening to you, or really even being made aware of your presence. They're clicking buttons mm-hmm. because it's yeah. a video game. Yeah. Um, we did have a discussion with John Rubio about music. <laughs> I, was so, I was out of pocket, too. I was like, I could only get in, like, tiny little bit. <laughs> I felt so isolated. It was, it, it was funny because it was... Um, the, the real key to, to the story is you really should sit down and listen to a Radiohead album or two. I mean, just sit down, put your headphones on, and listen. Because I think you will like it. I think mm-hmm. that you know, you're, you're putting some bias on it. I think even the songs that we played for you, you you would probably like. But I got a little snarky by saying Jeff likes some some <laughs> what, what I what I say exactly. 
I don't remember how you put it, but you used Banditos. You made it sound like Banditos was my favorite song ever. Well, I had to do something <laughs> to, uh, you know, to, to, to heighten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but let's see, let's see. Yeah, uh, Jeff likes some dire shit. <laughs> and then I did, uh, but I did say in parentheses afterwards another tweet as if I'm one to talk. Now, what do you mean by dire? That's why I couldn't really follow. I didn't know exactly what you meant. Awful. Awful, okay. Like, like dire, like worse than awful. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, like a dire wolf is like a worse wolf. Okay. Or a dire bat. I just never heard of, never thought of dire as being. Let's see if I'm right. I could worse, be wrong. I mean, I understand dire as being like a dire, dire consequence, or you know that kind of thing. But saying, you know, using dire as an adjective for just how bad my taste in something is. So, I mean, uh, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not a use I've ever heard. Um, adjective, uh, extremely serious or urgent or of warning presaging disaster. But synonyms, ominous, gloomy, grim, dismal. Dismal is probably a pretty... Well, right. That's kind of how I read it. Um, to me, dismal shit is emo music right you know that kind of thing well i wasn't characterizing the well that's how i, I was trying to figure what you meant uh, because when i read dire i was thinking dismal uh, i was thinking emo no no and i, I, and I, I wasn't I, yeah. so i figured you meant just bad but it was not you know it didn't click in the uh synonym book for me well now you know i just want to make sure I'm it just means it right. bad but again i'm not one to talk um but i did say yeah now and every time you mentioned bandito Use a finger. finger. And you don't get to say what finger you lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just took a little bit of umbrage that you thought that, uh, or you made it sound like that I was a big fan of, of that show, of that song. I think it, I probably did like it when it first came out, but just like every Matchbox 20 song, it is completely overplayed and I'll never be able to listen to it and enjoy it again. I've heard it more times than I would like here sitting in this chair <laughs> probably heard it three times really yeah okay i played it so because nick wasn't sure what the song was uh-huh. you played it for me before that and i feel like you played it another time but two is enough two is more than enough if i ever play it it's just like oh this band yeah i like the other songs from this band that's that's practically a one-hit wonder probably are i, I don't know i mean they I guess you could probably yeah, come one hit wonder. If they had two hits and they're not a one hit wonder, I mean, nothing. They had a couple other ones that were on the radio. I don't know if you'd consider them hits or not, but uh, I dig them. But that's enough of that. No one else does. Uh, oh, um, the vasectomies get reversed in the eclipse. That was another tweet I put yeah, out. That was funny. Absolutely no fucking. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I, I sent you also the time code. Of when you said fucking in the last episode and then oh. immediately claimed that it wasn't. <laughs> you didn't say it. I saw the time code. I thought it was when I had played Banditos or something. No. <laughs> or said Bandito. I thought it was when I said, oh, I like Banditos. <laughs> That's what I thought the time code was for. Oh, uh, I just lost three fingers. Shit. <laughs> then uh, you, you retweeted uh, my government tweet, my, my um, First Amendment tweet. Yes. Uh, you summed it up well. That's not enough people appreciate that yeah, aspect. Yeah, that's of... the thing I hate about when I hear like people saying, "Oh, it's censorship, man! It's censorship." 
So here's a question for you. Talking about how companies aren't bound by the First Amendment. They can censor speech, hate speech, things like that. They can do whatever they see fit. They could censor, censor political speech if they mm-hmm. wanted to. It's a service that they run. And we're talking about, okay, so what does the First Amendment guarantee you? It guarantees you the ability to gather in a square and speak. Yep. The thing is, in the 24th century, right, the internet was supposed to be the new town square. You're supposed to be able to publish your thoughts on the internet. And then, in these recent Nazi things, right, you have Cloudflare taking stuff down. Mm-hmm. You have name registrars taking domains down. Yep. So the internet isn't the town square because you don't have a right to get your opinions out there. And it, it's fascinating to me. Because well, you, you have a right. You just have increasingly limited options in terms okay. of, of getting your... Right. Yeah. I mean, you could still... But I mean, even if you host your own web server, on, you know, you can still get your route blacklisted by upstream providers sure you know there's there's no right to have your information on the internet mm-hmm. and it's I, I don't have a point really i don't have answers it's just like kind of an interesting conversation topic i think it's where you know we went from being the internet's the new town square to it doesn't have the same rights as the town square I mean, especially well, when I saw. Well, I think we were also wrong about the internet being the new town square because yeah, I mean, you can yeah. see how the internet's being used right now, and it's certainly not in that fashion. I wanted to bring these up, and I'm glad I've somehow remembered them. I was going to print something like that. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, there's a design I, for one of I, these. I, I, made, I got this, and it's great. And I thought, yeah, no, there's a print in place, so all the hinges are closed in on. You right. Know, I was looking. And, I, I was looking at like one of those. I was looking. Okay, so how can I? So it's like there, there are only like four edges, and the rest have the hinges on them, and then mm-hmm. it's just the matter of the arrangement. And I was thinking that, that could be something cool to print. Yeah, no, there's a design. I'll print one of these. I'll give you your birthday present in like 15 installments <laughs> as the printer can get through. But it's, a, it's a, it's, it's just a little like it's, it's eight cubes, and mm-hmm. they, they move around in a very easy to predict fashion but it's just it's a little fidget toy that i mm-hmm. that i like having. so greg just had his birthday and he's you know generally pretty hard to shop for because he, he likes things from the heart he likes interesting things you know and he, probably not like a six pack of beer probably wouldn't be something that he'd really find as a good birthday present why not uh, the the presents i've given you over the years the things you've been really excited about so you know with the you, you want me to get excited about no, it then yeah no. a six pack of beer isn't gonna do it. But, I mean, if you just no. wanted me to be... Thanks, sure. man. I, I, I'm sure. Great. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of just backfilling. Yeah. And, you know, with the vacation and the soccer tournament, I didn't really have time to, like... I'm like, oh, shit, Grace's birthday already. I don't have time to find something cool. So I figured, you know, he loves Rick and Morty 3D printed things. I figured I would take the time to paint one up yeah. for him. Because, so I, yeah, I took the time and I painted Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick as well as I could. And I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. So I hope you, I hope you dig it. I and, do. Um, it's awesome. It's a pretty, have a nice place on my desk. Yeah, and most of the like a lot of the pickle ricks are just a free floating pickle rick, right. and that would have been difficult to print with supports. And I I didn't have a ton of time to have many false starts, so I found this one that's kind of mounted on a trophy stand, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that one printed right quick, and I I painted it last night. That, so um, got it done like right before nine o'clock when you were ready to come. It was still wet. <laughs> So there you go. This 
on if you feel how it spins. Okay. All right. That's pretty nice, right? Yeah. The reason is because I, I replaced the bearing. Got a ceramic one? Mm-hmm. have another one, too. Cool. So all you need is a ceramic bearing, huh? Yeah. Although, it would it'd be cool if I had the better... Um, oh, caps? Yeah. I can... I'll get those. I, I know I told you I'd print those, and I haven't. I will. I'll get those caps. i got to find the design. Oh, feels so good. And the ceramic shouldn't wear out, right? I mean... Well, I mean, it, they all wear out yeah. eventually. Probably get gummed with lint and stuff yeah. first, but uh, you can actually see through them, right? When you take the cap off, mm-hmm. isn't they open? Yeah, so you could probably blow them out. That's well, a even knife or something. <laughs> this is made of the plastic does not like to rip. Well, you can do it though. <laughs> Takes special plastic breaking skills. Oh yeah, well that's cool. If those ones spin like forever. They don't. Really, they don't it doesn't really spin forever. I mean, it just goes smooth. It just it's just smooth. Like this yeah. one, maybe less than that. Right. Very cool. Um, I wish, I wish that print would get done. It's catching up. It's it's <laughs> it's definitely accelerating its estimation. But <laughs> have you heard about? Um, so I, I recently found about about this. I didn't know this was just an incels. Incels? This is a group of people on the internet. Okay. Incels stands for involuntary celibates. Okay. Involuntary. Yes. So, basically, it amounts to MRA assholes who... What? MRA, men's rights okay. activist assholes, who think that... Uh, who, from what I can tell, are just ugly pieces of shit who got rejected by the hottest girl at school and their standards are so high that they're not gonna <laughs> not gonna go fucking ugly girls so now they're just mad at all women nice so they're like yeah they got turned down by the hottest school and girl the hottest hottest school, school and girl and <laughs> and they're therefore they're they're involuntarily celibate and they hate women because of it so no one that meets their standards will fuck them so involuntary celibate yeah Sounds like they're not trying hard enough. It, it does sound like they're not trying hard enough. It sounds like they're, you know, not willing to, um, you know. It's almost like they think they have a right to get fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if, almost as if it, it's, it's, it's a bunch of assholes who <laughs> are, uh, who think that they have some kind of privilege that they, that they should not be thinking they have. I just, I was like, I saw that and I was like, Jesus what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? I know I, sp- I sound like oldie Nick Olderson when I say things like that, but still. I didn't bring a picture. Fuck? I'm going to have to bring a picture in for the main show. Come on, print finish, damn it. How much time is left? I don't know. Too much. So this is a shitty thing about the printer. You can't restart or you can't... I can pause the printing part. But the noisy fan that's I can't like I can't turn off the heat bed because it'll detach and I won't be able to finish. Ah, it. I so I can pause the actual moving part, but I can't pause the fan that's cooling the power supply. If you had a good enough program, you could take those audio frequencies out. <laughs> if it was consistent, uh, I actually could, but it's not. Can we talk about Game of Thrones? 
Okay. Since I mean, since we have a involuntarily long pre-show, involuntary. What are they called? In- involuntary <laughs> celibates. Yeah, so we have an involuntary. You got, you're involuntarily listening to an extra long pre-show because of my poor printing choices. <laughs> uh, so I just watched the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's only one episode left. It seems like there's a lot of shit to shake out. Well, that's what's funny about it is because we always kept saying that the show, you know, it's pretty, you know, it moves pretty slow in those early seasons, mm-hmm. and you know, it takes a, it takes a bunch of episodes for things to get done. And this season has been basically all <laughs> they've skipped anything in in the middle of getting mm-hmm. done enough yeah. that it was so the, the, apparent the, in this episode. The flame sword guys, right? They, they came out of like nowhere. <laughs> were they from? Did I miss, forget about something? They or? were there. They, they existed before. Oh. Okay. They're not. Uh, they were not really a major part of of the story. Um, and then they have this, you know, major dialogue with Jon Snow about that. You know, it's like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Well, the thing that really came apparent is how much they're just compressing time to the point where it, it's things start to mm. not make. It, it starts to hinder your ability to enjoy all the cool shit that's happening. When you're like, wait a minute, so he ran to the wall, got a raven down thousand miles to Dragonstone, and she received it, and then took her dragons all the way back in the course of them running from those zombies and finding themselves on the lake. Yeah, like, overnight. Yeah. Like at, at best, like, right. ten hours. Mm-hmm. Which, I suppose, it's... I don't know. You figure it would take him, like, seven or eight hours to get back to the wall. Uh-huh. The way it feels. And then the raven would take a couple days to get to the right? And then maybe it would take her a few hours to get north. I mean, there's... They're dragons, but that's still a big distance to travel. I don't know if they traveled thirty thousand feet, right? I mean, maybe <laughs> you know, but you know, there's been, there's a lot of traveling in Westeros, and they don't they seem to get there pretty quickly. Maybe the continent's not. Well, as if, big, you could have but... uh, you, you could have just a lot of the the previous ones, a lot of the previous episodes did this, but you could just say, oh, they're just skipping time mm-hmm. because there wasn't anything. In between, that necessarily had to yeah, take place concurrently. Yeah, the only or, thing that pinned the time was them surrounded by right, yeah, <laughs> the dead. They they made a t- very time sensitive situation, and then had all this stuff that takes a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a black hole. <laughs> uh, in um, where would it have to be? I kind of wrote it up with. Oh, oh it had to be near the wall, right? So that time is slowed near the wall. Oh, okay. See, I wrote it up as being, oh, she's on a dragon. She can fly there in two hours. But he, the raven's not going to get the dragon stone very fast. Uh-huh. And he has to run all the way back from where they were. With, you know, which at best is five, six hours. At best, you would think. Just from the field yeah. how long they were on their expedition. The... Uh, the dead bear really telescoped for me that they were going to retrieve that dragon out of the lake. You know, I knew it was going to happen. I was waiting for it, it to happen. Well, it was they—they they had to establish that this could that that you can mm-hmm. bring back from the dead creature. So that was yeah. part of the. But you know, as soon as the as soon as he was aiming for the dragon, I was like, "Dead bear, mm-hmm. dragon." Yeah. You know, you know. So I don't. I have, I have no spoilers. I don't know what's happening. My prediction of how this is going to wrap up. With getting you know information is the Night King is going to take the dragon to uh, King's Landing and lay waste to the city, and Daenerys is going to come in, take out the Night King, and get crowned queen. That's that's kind of how I see it. Interesting, like happening in this episode. 
I, I guess things have been moving, <laughs> They've been moving a lot of shit really fast, yeah. Oh, you think the wall would have to come down first? He's a dragon now. He doesn't need to deal with the wall. He can just... He still has to get all his guys. As he's yeah. shown, yeah. You, you know, a dragon is only as good as, uh, you know, somebody isn't there to, to hurt it. They can be hurt. Yeah. Well, he's a dead dragon, though. I assume if you hit it with dragon glass or, yeah. or burn it. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing, same things that he would be vulnerable to. Yeah. So, it's probably not right. That's just my... That's my fanfic right there. Uh, I would expect the wall to come down in this episode. One way or another. Okay. Who Who is crowned at King's Landing at the end of the episode? Still oh, Cersei? Oh, probably yeah. still Cersei. I know... I told you who I think is going to be the, the queen at the end. And I thought this was the last episode of the season, not the series. I thought the series was done. At no. The, oh, okay. No, there's one more season. Oh, okay. No, I thought. I thought this was it. Oh no 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 yeah. No, no I thought I thought this was it it. That, that, that would be a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why I'm looking at like we're around like holy shit one more episode. Um, there's one more there's one more season, but it's gonna only gonna be four episodes. But they're all gonna be like feature length. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's gonna be another four episodes to go after this, and then they're done. Okay. Well, that's better. Because I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> all right. I'm uh, got my wits about me again. All right. Um, Rick and Morty has been great. No, nothing really to say except for it's, it's another great season. What, what do you guys say about it? You see the little panel on the side? Okay, now, now push the red button beside the panel. Okay, now what? Yeah, we're free! Three little guys ran out. Hello? Hello? Oh, good, good food. Good and then they're show. sitting by the creek and like, oh, she really needs a decombobulizer. I said no work talk. Yeah, I thought that was funny, though. Um... There are some great little moments, like when he he does the the thing with the his arm to kill the to, the guy is shooting is aiming a gun, and so Rick Cyborg is out his arm and oh, okay. just a little like yeah. poppy thing grabs <laughs> the little plunger, yeah, plunger that just grabs the guy's gun, and then if you and then it was really subtle, but I only saw it when I saw a gif of of the thing afterwards. He kind of he he has one of his eyes to him, so he has no death perception. So he has to like reach a couple times. For the gun. <laughs> nice. I liked the uh, some parts of the, the. I just watched the previous episode too, the one where uh, Rick, you know, the seven one. Oh Rick yeah, had the, all the booby traps. But you know, it's like I really liked how Rick was going for the easy out, looking for his portal gun. He didn't have it, you know. Like I, I, that was a nice little uh, I wanna, you know, like you know, sure, you know, Rick would just do that, you know, instead of trying to do it, but you know, not having it. I just, I, I don't know, it just really worked well. It was. Part of the oh, blackout drunk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it was funny because it was Rick against himself, really, and mm-hmm. then, but a, a legitimate way they could do that by making like, yeah, that was blackout drunk. What part of blackout drunk do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, Morty grew a pair of this last episode. He's getting more. Yeah, he's getting more. Um, 
People say he's turning into Rick, but I think that that's a wrong way to look at it. He's just getting more cynical. He's he's getting a different approach to to the universe. Mm-hmm. He's not turning into Rick. Okay. I want to drink these beers. God damn it! Do I cancel the print? I don't want to cancel the print. Let me check it one more time. But I want to drink beer. Oh, you you mentioned that the CBR sandwich, which of course is not oh. mentioned, made it's not us. <laughs> but it's funny that it's there. But I assume it's just cheddar bacon and some ranch. ranch, cheddar bacon ranch, yeah, grilled cheese, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Or chicken, chicken bacon ranch. I think was there. Yeah, there was chicken breast in there too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, makes me wish it was best. <laughs> so yeah, we went to Kings Island. I got Ali and I the fast pass. Kings Island is that? Did that used to be called Kings Dominion? No, that's a different place. Okay. Kings Island's in Cincinnati. Okay. I'm not sure because I, I was I wasn't sure whether you were in Virginia or Cincinnati. No, yeah, Kings Dominion's there. Uh, we got fast passes for Ali and I. And in the morning, it seemed like I had wasted some money because there was only one ride in the park where the queues were longer than the fast pass mm-hmm. point. Getting all British on me going with queues. The lines, the. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, oh my God, I wasted $160 on a fast pass and the park's empty today because, you know, a lot of people were back in school. The one ride where there was a line was this brand new wooden roller coaster called Mystic Timbers and it was a hell of a ride it did some like old timey classic coaster moves like the the, 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 the oh, I forget what they're called but you know just the way it was dipping and swerving and stuff and really smooth especially once you learned how to ride the ride you could just kind of go with it you know and you had to learn how to ride it well I mean if you're not leaning the right way, you're still getting jerked around a little bit. But after I rode it five or six times, <laughs> I rode the thing like 10, 11 times, mm-hmm. which if I didn't have the fast pass, I would not have been able to do. So that's the bright side of paying all that extra money. I got to ride the thing as much as I wanted. Right. And it was awesome. I'm not one of those guys that think, oh, wooden roller coasters is where it's at. You know, I, I like most of my favorites are steel ones. But I, this <laughs> this is right up at the top of my list. And like I said, once I learned how to kind of go with the flow on the ride it was just smooth like kind of basically anytime it throws you up in the air i just kind of jumped up in the area as high as i could go under on the lap bar and just kind of let me pull me back down and it was it was so fun it had um the theme was kind of like this stranger thing something's happening in the woods type theme and then what they do is when you get back into the station they pull you in well you know while you're waiting to unload because they have three trains running there's this little scene that happens you're in this shed there's an 80s boom box there and it's playing a song and then the projectors and like there's a couple different ones there's one where giant snakes come in and they try to eat you there's one where there's these rabid bat people and then there's one where it's kind of like mean Groot where the trees are alive and that's kind of like on the picture on the front gate uh, but <laughs> And they would only they they played like three different songs and they played the songs for like an hour or so and would play a different song because if you wrote a couple times right you hear so I got to hear Total Eclipse of the Heart <laughs> like six or seven times so that's been in my head practically nonstop since we're not using that to start the show no no I'm not planning on it we're, we're starting the show with Banditos damn it <laughs> yes yes 
Um, <laughs> they play banditos. <laughs> no, it was always uh, what was it? It was that. It was man eater. Oh, man eater. And oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Yep. I was, I was putting her hand over my mouth. I'm, I'm in the front seat. I'm bopping out to the music because I've heard it six times already. And, and Ali's like, Dad, stop. Stop, Dad. So she's getting to the age where I'm starting to be a nerd. Total, total <laughs> nerd. Uh, getting embarrassed by her dad. Uh, Embrace it. Enjoy it. And then around four, around 4 o'clock when they had like the reduced... Better to be embarrassed than to be hated. Yeah. The reduced price tickets, you know, like after school went out and it got... So there was like maybe two, maybe three rides where there was lines where my fast pass was advantageous. It still cost me at least ten dollars a ride, you know, fast pass. But yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I think that especially if you have the money to waste, it's a good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that reminds me of something that was I was thinking about. We can yeah, this is still going. Um, Recently, we did a little work thing where we all pulled our money and uh, put money into the Powerball. Okay. Guess what? We didn't win. <gasps> but I was thinking about this because the the always the argument against math against uh, lottery is that it's a tax against people who don't understand math, right? But I was thinking about it, saying, couldn't you apply this the other way? Like, what if I bought one ticket to every Powerball, regardless of what it was? I just bought one ticket. The chances of me winning still remain extraordinarily small. But people do win the Powerball, right? It happens. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is astronomical, period. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, that does happen, and uh, people can win just by one ticket. There's no real benefit to getting a bunch more tickets. Your odds are effectively the same. So what if I bought one ticket? That would be $2 every week, so you know, $108. What if I did that for a year or for the rest of however long I live? It's kind of like buying insurance in a sense. It's Powerball insurance. You buy insurance, you don't expect mm-hmm. to have this horrible stuff happen, but you have the insurance just in case. $108 doesn't seem like a lot for putting down for, well, if my number happens to hit in this crazy lottery thing. Because you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. I, I like your insurance analogy in the work pool setting, right? Because it's insurance from you being the odd man out. Yes, right? yeah. Well, you have to. When, when, a, when a work thing starts like that, it, there's almost a force that makes you have to do that. Because, yeah, if you don't, then then you then if the weirdest thing happens and you win, everybody wins, and you had a chance, you're like, oh, my God, what? Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to go into work the next day and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think the insurance analogy works there better. I'm trying to see how it fits with just playing it personally. Um, yeah, I don't see that. We either. ended up getting 140 tickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 70, 75 tickets, because $140. So, or $150, 75 tickets. So it was only 75 entries versus one. And the odds really were not significantly better for us. But well, they're seventy-five times better. It's <laughs> not how odds work. <laughs> um, he had seventy-five chance. Oh yeah, he had seventy-five in one point four hundred million. Right. Uh, instead of a one, a seventy-five. In- yes. Yeah. So 
very, very five like, times better. I'm, I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking that I spend easily spend $108 a year on much less mm-hmm. uh, on, on things that are much less important and less, have much less of a chance to completely change my life. This might be something worth doing. So, do you spend $108 on things that are optional and give you less utility, right? Oh, they, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, because most things you spend money on, at least you get some utility out of, right? Yeah. You, you buy a video on YouTube or, you know, whatever. Well, you, yeah. You, you get that. You know, this is... Fuck it. it, it you, you get nothing if you don't win, right? Where I'm trying to think, you know, but I get what you're saying. It's not a big number. And with your means, it's it's a dip in the bucket. I was just trying to place it in. Here is another thing, which is... I probably lose that much in change over a year. Right. So just stop losing your change. <laughs> Invest that. Well, invest $108. <laughs> yeah, I'll see how far that gets you. You can use it to buy Bitcoin. Right. The, the irony is that it has a better return on investment, right, than anything. <laughs> There's really not much you can that gets you a better return on investment than Powerball. Yeah. If you... How do you how do you quantify that, right? Because it's it's not a re- rate of return on investment. It's it's if you win with right. these extraordinary odds, and if you average the entire population of Powerball players, then it's not a good true rate of investment. True, but I, well, I'm saying for for me individually, right? If I were to if I were to spend this you know this small amount of money on buying one ticket and it happens. Hey, maybe it will happen to hit five numbers and not the Powerball. That's still a million dollars. Yeah, okay, here, here you go. You can kind of think of it as like term life insurance, right? Where if you're not going to die in 30 years, you're losing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is, you may not win, but if you do, so that that's kind of a better analogy, I think, if, when you're trying to do the insurance thing. Well, insurance. Of, it's still well, insurance, so yeah. But it's not okay. So it's not medical insurance. Yeah. Because you're or, going to have something happen to your body eventually. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's not even auto, but right. yeah, like term life, right? The odds or fire mo- insurance. Most, yeah, yeah. You probably spend much more on fire insurance than uh, than hundred eight dollars. Yeah. So yeah. I do have a three D printer now. So yeah, <laughs> it's, you need that fire insurance. So I, I think it, it's it's doubly counterintuitive because it's counterintuitive the first thing that you know that that is a math problem, but then I think that also. The chance ha- it, it, it's not it's not something so astronomical that it, that it buggers belief that it can absolutely happen, right? So, uh, so I figure that's what I'm going to try. I'm going to see if it uh, if it accounts for anything because now I can just do it at a little computer thing. Buy your ticket, two bucks. No, good. I'm gonna have to cancel this. I don't want to wait so much longer. Damn it! Who would have thought this thing would take like ten hours to print? Just a little spool holder. Well, you've got another ten hours coming up after the show. Yep. All right, half a spool holder. 
hope you get to listen to all the nice, cool stuff in the background. Yeah. Do you think that's a design feature? That it makes all those cool noises? Uh, just how stepper motors work. But, I mean... Just think of your scan, like your scanner. Same motors, right? They make the same sounds. Yeah, that's true. But it also... They have a way of, of sounding kind of melodic. So I was going to try to surprise you with this, but it, I haven't got it worked out yet. You, you know, I, do, I think I showed you, maybe not in person, but my old HP scanner, the first scanner I ever had, had an Easter egg in it where if you set the SCSI yeah. ID, mm-hmm. it played a Beethoven song right, right. Uh, with the stepper motors. And it's well known how to move stepper motors to make certain frequencies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's standardized. So there is G-codes out there that you can load into your 3D printers to play music. Oh, so you can play Happy Birthday for me. Happy birthday! But there's, there's, I've seen YouTube videos of like Zelda, and Mario Brothers, like you know. So they're like not just like single tones, but like there could be melodies and stuff too. And then some guy tried to write like a um, MIDI to G code converter, and I, I, I started trying to mess with it. It wasn't working quite right. I couldn't get the program to execute on on because of Python, and I couldn't get the work just quite right, and. It's been a couple months now that I'm like, I'm going to get this working and surprise Greg with it, you know. What would be really cool (laughs) is if you could find a way to use that and make something at the same time and have it be like a sculpture of the music. Oh, okay. Uh, So when you're playing music, you're not extruding anything. Um, I'm guessing it would be a bunch of geometric shapes or something, yeah, like lines. It wouldn't... It wouldn't actually build anything too useful that I think. It's, it's not just, useful that yeah, I'm going for. Yeah. I'm going for more art. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could have it extrude, but and try to. It's probably just going to look like spaghetti, but try to build something s- solid. It's a neat idea, but yeah, you, there's things to have your printers play music by moving the steppers at the you know the known frequencies and whatnot. Cool. How do I turn this thing off? I'm gonna, I'll turn off in a moment here. I've got to let the, the head cool down. Okay. If I turn off now, it, heat will creep up and the filament might get melted inside. Uh, and stuff, don't so. want that. Don't want that. But we can stop this so I can get some water on the pitchers and uh, I'll turn that off right before we start. All right. 